So welcome to Owen the Town Sunderland Preview Podcast. I'm delighted to bring uh, Graham Falk from uh, What the Falk Podcast. Nearly forgot it was called there, mate. And uh, we spoke before and lovely to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. Um, sometimes nice to kind of delve through the different podcasts and stuff like that. But I've got to be honest, you've obviously been on mine and I'm delighted that you uh, want to be on yours as well. It means that the first date went very well, I think. Well, I have to say, uh, Luton Town on fire at the moment, and uh, we're looking to come up to your your fantastic stadium and give you a bit of a game. How has your season progressed in your view? H- have you reached where you think you should be? Um, it feels like at the minute a season of missed opportunity. To be honest, like I can only segment the the the, the season into a couple of different bits, but um. Obviously, we started the season with momentum, which is always going to happen. And Alex Neal was the best thing since sliced bread. The manager that got us out of League One. And I think you only lost one game during his time here. And that's about 23, 24 games, which was four championship games and the rest all in League One. And obviously winning at Wembley and yada, yada, yada. Um, and we won. We beat Bristol City. We got a draw with Coventry. We beat Stoke away from home. And we got a draw with QBR, which was a bit frustrating they scored two goals in the last three minutes, one of them being a goalkeeper. But we thought, hang on a minute, we can compete here. And then we thought, well, hang on a minute, we're actually quite good. And then Alex Neal decided to go to Stoke, <laughs> um, which wasn't great, but you'll have understand what it's like when a manager decides Stoke's the right option to go to, which I think, um, unfortunately for us, Alex Neal, based on their recent form, looks like he might be right. But... We got Tony Mowbray in, and and you know his first game we won three 0 against Rotherham, probably our best performance of the season at the time. And and Ross Stewart, who's our centre forward, who I think most people will be aware of, scored twenty six goals in League One last year. He's got ten this year. Uh, he got his first long term injury against Middlesbrough when we lost one nil. Um, lo and behold, Ellis Sims, who was our lone striker, then did something we saw. He was out for eleven games, so we played from Middlesbrough up until the game against Luton away, funnily enough, without a striker for, I think that was 11 games or nine games. Um, and our season really tailed off. We competed, but we we didn't have the tools to win the game. Like, I think we won one in eight around that time. And the performances weren't bad, but we didn't have a centre forward. Ross Stewart and Ellis Sims came back. We got a point at Luton, a good point. Um, we beat teams like Middlesbrough. We beat teams like Blackburn. Our two strikers, Sims, Stewart, handful, both scoring goals. And then Everton decide to recall Ellis Sims and not play him. And then Stewart gets an Achilles injury with Henry's season three days before the transfer window ends. Um, the long story short is we haven't replaced that centre forward. Um, we've signed Joel Geldhart from Leeds who... Looks more like a number 10 than a striker. He's the only option we've really got. He doesn't really last the 90 minutes. He's vastly inexperienced. And I feel a bit sorry for him because he's not a centre forward. He's only scored one in seven, I think. But he doesn't, look like, he doesn't look like that terrible of a player. He just doesn't look like a striker. And we play really nice football. Tony Mowbray's got a really good side. He'll give 110% every single game. Diallo has been outstanding. Patrick Roberts has had a great season. Jack Clark's, I think, got close to 15, 16 goal contributions between goals and assists. So I would two defenders, Danny Bart, Dan Ballard. Dan Ballard will play in the Premier League within a couple of years. I think he'll bring in big money in, in the years to come. Our goalkeepers getting looked at by Leicester. Yeah, we're a good team, but we don't have a striker and you can't win games without a centre forward. And ultimately, 
that comes down to the fact that the recruitment team decided not to bring in an extra striker when Ross Stewart and Ellis Sims were not going to be here for the rest of the season. And, and we're suffering for that, unfortunately, but we've still got a result in us. I think it just feels for some fans, you can't choose when you get promoted. And I'm not saying we would have got promoted, but there was a real chance of getting the playoffs and you can't pick and choose when you decide to go up. And whilst some fans and some people in the board are very part of this project and the model and signing players under 24, not paying big fees and reinvesting and yada yada, resale value. I think there was a clear indication from the way the board conducted themselves in January that we were okay with not getting promoted. And I think a lot of Sunderland fans feel like we could have grasped that opportunity with both hands. This this is wide open. And I think with a centre forward, we would have been in and around the playoffs, if not hopefully slightly better. But sadly, that's not the case. You're not that far off them, though. Um, eight points behind Millwall in six. So, I mean, it's not over yet, is it? There is always that possibility. Um, talking about well-run clubs, obviously Luton Town have been in that position where, well, you know, we were flogged by stupid people that used to own us. And now we've we've got that that board that wants to take us on and we live within our means and, and you know, a very, very small budget. Um, do Sunderland fans respect the fact that you're not spending millions and millions on players and just trying to grab that opportunity going up or, and do you, do you feel that your club's more stable than it's ever been um, when you're going to go searching for that Premier League position? The weird one, because I suppose it's better than it has been because we were in such a mess and there's a Netflix documentary to prove it. Um, yeah, well, I have to say, I watched that one and I did smile a few times. Yeah, I mean, from the outside looking in, it's basically a comedy show. The second series is almost like the another, the extras or the office or something like that. Um, but I think in some ways, like in principle, the, the, our model is sign players under the age of 24 from... You know, abroad, we've got the likes of Dennis Serkin we brought in from Spurs on next to nothing. He's got a buyback close of six million, which if he does well, for example, then he goes back and, and yada yada. We brought in um, Aji Alessi from West Ham, who's had a good season. We brought in Dan Ballard from Arsenal, who's had a great season. We've got Anthony Patterson, who's came through our academy. We've got Edouard Michou, who's came from uh, PSG on loan. We've got a 2.5 million signing clause on him, which is pennies these days. Um, Ross Stewart came in for 350,000. He's one of the older people, but I think we brought him in when he was 24, 25. And a lot of our players, if they reach their potential, will have huge resale value. And that, that's great. But um, we've been through that spending millions of pounds on 12 million on Stephen Fletcher, 10 million on Jack Rodwell. And there's a list of players I could name when 5 million on Danny Graham for crying out loud when we were in the Premier League and they had no resale value and we ended up getting relegated twice. So I think there's a fear of going down that route and it creates a bit of a divide in the fan base. Some fans thinking, you know, this is the right model. This is the way you've got to do it. And I'd say 65 to 70% of the recruitment since has been excellent. Like, you know, Serkin's been good. Alessi's been good. Ross Stewart has been a godsend. Mishu from PSG has really shown his form. Abdul Bar, who we brought in from France, scored on Saturday, got the winner against uh, sorry, Sunday against Norwich. Dan Bollard came in from Arsenal, looks every bit of Premier League centre half. The Academy players are doing well. But it's it just feels like in January we should have spent money on a striker because you cannot play a game of football without any striker. It just it just doesn't work. Um and I think you know that there is other issues as well. 
I think in principle, we believe it it works, but we know that the model's not always going to work. And that's the worry because with the model, it works when all the players you sign are good, but there's always going to be one or two duffers. And what happens when that happens? Because yeah. I think there's a lot of chat about the Brentford model, but for me, Brentford are great. Brighton are great. There's a lot of chat about those sort of things. But do you remember when that was the Swansea model? Do you remember when that was the Southampton model? There's always a moment. Yeah, I'll give you that. You, you have your moment in history and you, you have to take it with both hands. You're right about the strikers, though, because our striker, Carlton Morris, is on form. He's a five in four in five or games or whatever. He's scoring for fun at the moment. So I'm sure you're aware of that. Who do we need to look out for then on your team that's going to impress us more? Because I could I could name quite a few of ours, but uh, what's let's start that question again. What's going to happen when we come to the Stadium of Light? How's the game going to go? We play really nice football. Um, I would say we normally go at teams and attack, but the past two games we've, we've got a tough run of fixtures. We've basically had Norwich away, yeah, Norwich away, Sheffield United at home, we've got you guys at home on Saturday and then Burnley away. So it's not a nice run of fixtures we've had and we came in at the back of them on three defeats. Um, but we beat Norwich and that came from us scoring early and then having a bit of a go, but we actually sat in a little bit, which is the first time we've done it. Tony Mowbray, I think, is well known for being an attack-minded, expansive manager and he's shown that as such and we've played some of the best football I've ever seen at Sunderland, I can't deny that. Um but we sat in a little bit with Norwich and sort of hit them on the break. And I think we might do similar because whether you want to say Luton are not a biggest club as Norwich and Sheffield United, doesn't really matter. Like the position states they are. So the danger of Luton is as big as it is. Well, more so it is with Norwich and maybe about as equal as it was with Sheffield United. So I think, I think we might sit in a bit and try and hit teams on the break because we're not actually that bad on the break. You know, we've got, um, I don't know if Diallo's going to be fit. He hasn't been on the best of form, but he is dangerous. There's a reason United paid close to forty million for him. But for me, Patrick Roberts every time. Um, I mean, he came from Fulham as a young kid. I think he went to Man City for about twelve to fourteen million when he was about seventeen, eighteen. It hasn't really worked out for him in the sense that he's playing Champions League football. But the quality is definitely there. And I think after about six loan moves, he's really found a home here. He's one of the first names on the team sheet for us. And he always gives you a chance because he's so skillful. He can take two, three players on at a time. And for me, he's every bit a Premier League footballer. Tony Mowbray said the same. So if I had to pinpoint one, it would be him. But the young boy in the middle from PSG, he's about eight stone wet. He's about four, four foot two. But he's completely the opposite of, of what you'd expect from a player like that. He get, likes getting stuck in. He scored his first goal in professional football last night. Um, his passing range is really nice. He keeps things ticking over. Yeah, he's not the finished target. He's 19, but he's playing really well. Um, I just think what you'll see when we come up against is a team that knows how to play football, that has a belief in what they do and never gives up. But you'll see, as you've probably seen at Kenilworth Road earlier, earlier in the season, a team that lacks a striker. We Our game changed at Kenilworth Road when Ella Sims came on, which was his first game back, and I think he came on for the last 20 minutes, and we scored. We don't have someone at the moment that can occupy a centre-half whilst all our talented players around them do very good work. So you'll see very good work and then probably like a Venn product, which so, is unfortunate. Well, I think we're, I think I've said to you already that we're the opposite of that right now. We've, we've, we're on fire. We're on a really good vein of form. So... We're coming up to the Stadium of Light very positive and hopefully we'll get a result that uh, helps us on our way. Um, and then the rest of your season, you can have to yourself. I don't mind. You can win every <laughs> game after that. But um, if we if we look at scores and we look at, you know, predicting scores is always difficult. We've, we've said this already. Um, 
I'm I'm confident that we we won't lose. I, I don't want to lose. That's my first thought. I don't want to lose, and I, and I I'll take a scrappy one 0 win. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think if you put the game in isolation, it's a really tough game. Um, Luton on paper at the moment, and probably by their own, um, probably not just on paper, are the fourth best side in this division. They've got a striker that's scoring for fun in Carlton Morris. You've got a good side of players like um, obviously Clark's done really really well, even though he came from Accrington and he's League One player. Originally, he's done really, really well for you this season. You've got a good tight-knit squad and a team that is at the very worst well-structured and does function very well. You're fourth off top, so in isolation, you think, well, good performance and hopefully get a draw out of it. But what I think is quite important with Sunderland, and Sunderland is a real juggernaut of a football club. So when everything's great, we're the best club in the world and nothing could be better. When we're not playing very well, it's pretty awful. Um, We lost to Rotherham, which was awful because Rotherham are rubbish. We lost to uh, Coventry, who were a good side. We lost to Sheffield United last night due to a refereeing decision. And we beat Norwich. But that's three defeats in... Uh, sorry, we lost 5-1 at Stoke as well. I tell a lie. So that's three defeats, a win, and then a midweek defeat at Sheffield United. In isolation, Coventry weighs a tough game. Stoke at home is a bit of an anomaly because of the Alex Neal situation. Yeah. In isolation, you can take all those games as, ah, well... But realistically, if we lose to to Luton, that's five defeats in six. And I don't think we talked about momentum right at the start of the, the show. Yeah. Momentum can also go the other way and it can snowball in a, a horrendous run at the end of the season. And we don't want that. Um I think it's gonna be a big, big ask to beat Luton. Um I would snap your hand up for a draw and a relatively positive performance. Well, that makes us happy together, doesn't it? Then if we have a draw after that, if but if we can sneak a scrappy one nil win, I'll take that all day long. Uh Graham, as always, it's been lovely to chat to you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm on your podcast. If anybody wants to go and hear that, where where will they go to get that? So we I tend to ramble on uh, Twitter about rubbish, um, which is at what the folk pod. So if you wanted to follow us from that, you, you can do. Um, one thing I would say is the best places to catch us, I think, is Podbean, Spotify, Apple, and we do do YouTube as well. Well, not video because, you know, as people can see, that's probably not the best idea um, <laughs> from myself. But, um, yeah, just your usual places. I think there's other places as well, but um, that takes effort to list them all off. If you want to find us, you can get us. we What the Folk, which is a play on words, which is based on my name, if anyone didn't know and couldn't guess. Yeah, and if they've misheard that, just look it up. It'll be fine. Uh Brilliant. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Pleasure. Hopefully we can do this again at the end of the season or sometime in the in the future when we're both in the same division and hopefully that'll be when we're in the Premier League. That'll be fun. Uh, yes. Thanks for coming on, Graham, and uh, best of luck. I just hope that we can get a result at your place. I think you will. <laughs>